And welcome back to another episode of Super Catch Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. I'm Swizz. And thank you for joining us. It's a, another special episode, our team-by-team team analysis series. Welcome back. Uh, this will be a much shorter podcast after the free Shellacking <laughs> sh- 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 there. But uh, hey, look, before we move on, it's Insider 100. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok, all the audio platforms as well. So Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it. And on the YouTube, Chris. Yeah, to search for Supercoach Insider, my friends. Um, and look, it's uh, it's Geelong. So should we get straight into it or should we just stuff around a little bit and see what happens? <laughs> no, we did our nice little uh, five-minute intro last time. It's been a week. We've caught up now. Let's just get on to business. Geelong, talk about them. All right, well, let's get into Geelong, guys. Obviously, uh, we are Geelong, the greatest team of all. Decide to... Uh, Win the premiership last year, and they they finished first. So they had the minor premiership as well. Eighteen wins, fourteen losses. I uh, sorry, 14, four losses. One hundred forty four point two two percent. They basically killed everyone. St- absolute standout team of the season by an, a fair margin. Um, to be honest, yeah, absolute enough. coaching masterclass. Uh, they have incredible depth last year. Leadership, leadership, of course, from Selwood was amazing. And it was good to see a uh, good way to go out. So congratulations, obviously, to uh, to Joel Selwood there. Uh, but ultimately, they have winners all over the park. So um, obviously, from Stewart to Jeremy Cameron, and even they had the best small, small forward of the year in, in and a rookie in Stengel. Like, how does that happen? Um, but they played Cameron and Blitzars as CBA mids because you know why not? Just gonna fuck with people. Uh, impossible matchups. That just what, what what we'll see and what we seem to see in AFL circles is now people will try and replicate this. So you'll see a lot of these bigger types rolling through the mids um, and either going back or going forward after stoppages. And it's just going to be insane. But that's going to be the new thing in football now. So thank you, Geelong, for that. That was really great. Um, so, look, I think that there probably is at least another year left in this mid, in this group. Um, but And they're rejuvenating their list quite good, quite well. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Very shrewd in their acquisition of Bowes and Clark, but basically Selwood's package. Um, so Selwood's salary goes out, he retires, they grab Bowes and Clark, uh, pick seven um, for the same price, which is just insane. Did you hear the um, news today, Chris? Clark got banged up and had all bandages, and, like broke his nose, I think it had all bandages, and like, oh, you are Selwood. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah. Uh, and so, and we chatted to uh, Supercoach Mama M, and she went to a a chat with Cameron and, and Stuart uh, a couple of days ago. And they said, yeah, he just broke his nose at training. So, yeah, he's exactly like Selwood. Um, and they've got all praise for him. So, absolutely amazing pickup. And I think that he will probably play games this year. I don't think it's going to be from round one, but he's one to watch and someone to keep an eye on anyway. Um, there isn't a stat that didn't dominate. They were first in inside 50s, first in scoring. And here's, the, here's what I mentioned to you earlier off stream. They were 18th in rebound 50s. And that's because the ball just never went down there. <laughs> so when it did, Stewart towed up. And so that's why he averaged more in uh, in losses than in wins because he actually got access to the ball, which is crazy. Um, but going through their ins and outs, uh, so Jack Bowes obviously in uh, Tanner Brun. They got from Great West of Sydney. So he was pick five, I believe, a few years ago. And now they've got him as well. 
Uh, Jai Clark pick eight. So their core is is really set up for the next five years. Uh, Ted Closey uh, was category B, B rookie. Phoenix Foster was the number 52 draft pick. Obviously got Ollie Henry as a trade from Collingwood. Um, Oisin Musley was a Category B rookie. Oscar Murdoch, a rookie draft. And Oscar Riccardi, a rookie draft by the Sun selection. So, I'll say about 10. Um, I think he was, he was 12. Pick. 12. I don't know if you guys watched the – I think five. I don't know if you guys watched that draft. You remember he was the one that cracked it when his name was read out by GWS and everyone's like, well, oh, yeah, no, back I remember. Home in yeah. a couple of years. And that, yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the look on your face when you know you're going home in a few years. Yeah. <laughs> um, out of the team, so they did obviously lose some experience there. So Luke Dalhouse finally retired. Um, Francis Evans was delisted. Sean Higgins also finally retired. Quinton Narkel was delisted. I think he's actually been – has he been picked up? Training at Richmond. He hasn't been picked yeah. up officially yet, but probably um, – Joel, Joel, Joel Selwood obviously retired. Cooper Stevens has traded to Hawthorne, so that's a big loss, I think, for them. To be honest, uh, Nick Stevens was delisted. Uh, Paul Sapataulis, sorry, I definitely pronounced <laughs> that wrong. Uh, delisted and Zang Williams was delisted. Um, so in terms of their fixture, so they played twice: Collingwood, Essendon, Frio, Port, Sydney, and the Western Bulldogs. Um, their first four are against Collingwood, Carlton, uh, Gold Coast, and Hawthorne. Um, so not too bad, really, to be honest. <laughs> and, then, and then they have uh, a last three against Collingwood, St Kilda, and the, and the Bulldogs. What's, what's funny? What are you laughing at? Just you butchering that name. Probably the funniest it's, thing it's I think a, you've said in a while. Some, some, some <laughs> It's an A and O. I'm trying to pronounce it correctly. It's not phonetically correct. All right. Um, they've got the, yeah, the, the one of the crucial things. They do have the round 13 buy which is the best buy to have uh, premiums in uh, because it is only shared with Gold Coast um, as opposed to the other buyers, which are shared by many more teams. But their degree of difficulty, according to champion data, is equal hardest in the league. So they've obviously come off a premiership. They've got a tough draw, but yeah, that's what happens when you win the, uh, win the cup, I guess. Um, so let's get right into the premiums. And I think there's really only one premium, guys, I'll be honest. I think you guys would agree. It's just Tom Short, right? So... Uh, what do we say about Tom Stewart? 604K defender. Um, he's the guy that if you don't have him when when he goes big, you are behind. And you're well behind. And unfortunately, when you don't have him and you choose to go down the path of Witherden instead. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. No talking about West Coast system. players on pods that are West Coast. Remember the last pod? Oh, <laughs> Free for, and you know what the funny thing is, is that quick, quick uh, side note here. We spoke at the start of the pod last one. You're talking about, oh, hate and blah, 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 blah. And then we go and talk about West Coast players during free metal pod, expecting, <laughs> expecting them not to hate. Oh, um, yeah, no, so Stuart, I think, is a, is a, is a no-brainer. And the, the biggest thing people have against him is they're kind of they're saying, oh, but they don't play at home until round six and they only have two games at home in the first 11. Now, again, very valid for those who score really well at home compared to in away games, but they also play five games at the MCG, right? So Stewart at the MCG for the last, uh, I think since 2021, averaged 124.25 uh, in 2022 and 109 in 2021, so 116 average at the MCG. Uh, at GMH, what do you, you say, GMS? GMH. Yeah, that one. So um, 2022, he averaged 124.8 at home, 
Uh, and in 2021, he averaged 109.3, so a 117 average over the two-year period. So they're very, very similar as far as MCG and at home as far as his average for the last two seasons. His average at other venues did average out over two years to a 100 flat. So um, I can understand that, but in those first 11 rounds, you're talking about seven of those 11 are either at the MCG or at home, and the other four, I think one's at Marvel, one's at um, – they're playing West Coast at Adelaide Oval, which is a nice little win for Geelong as well. Don't have to travel as far. Yeah, the only so, the only thing, like I know people are debating between, say, Dawson, Sick Dog, um, Doherty and Stewart, and I think that's if you're only going – sort of one of those premiums. It's a good argument, um, but I think Stewart's in such a highly owned. The only real argument against him is they play Richmond in round nine and the only chance they have to beat us is by knocking out one of our players and Stewart will be the guy that will do it. So if he can refrain <laughs> from doing that, and but, you know, that, that will mean Geelong losing to us, um, you know, that's the only da- damage about, or that's the only reason you wouldn't pick him. He, he's still dirty, so- still dirty. Misses games dead. too, Chris. Um, no, so he yeah, he does kind of miss games. Let's but so eighty-three percent of the last three years. Let's uh, say not, last, not okay, soft so tissue or anything last year. Last though. year he suspension. missed four games from suspension, right? He or he was knocked out. However, he managed to not miss a game from getting knocked out. He was knocked out on thirty-nine um, in round. It was hold on. Um, I'll bring it up. Round twelve. But they had the bye round thirteen, so he just came back and scored ninety five in his return. And then the the game he got suspended, he got he had that hit early, and then got one sixty one. So it was like, look, look, guys, I know that I've just fucked up your next four weeks, but I'm going to go out with a bang. <laughs> so here's my one sixty one. Um, so yeah, he actually uh, I, I I can't calculate his true average on the fly here, but um, his true average is definitely higher than one um, one oh seven. It's probably closer to one ten. Well, he so, was 109.7, so his true average is definitely uh, up oh, one, to a lot which, which which gives a little bit of meat on the bone. Look, I think at the end of the day, the, the, the thing with Stewart compared to the other guys is the ceiling, right? It, that, that's that's all it is. One, he, twice, no, three times last year he went big. So 187 in round seven, which is coincidentally the week that I decided not to trade him in. And then 174 in round 11, and then 161 in round 15. All the other scores are sort of eh. Like he started the season real, real average 103, 103, 104. Then he missed round four. Then 129, 97, 187. Bang. So he does have some like low games. He's also had a, a 48 in there in round 21. And then that uh, knockout game in round 39, round 12 at 39. So it's not like he's always a lights out player. But that game that he has, that is just going to just knock you out, you better hope you, you have him. Because if you don't, the people that do just leapfrog you. So it's tough. It's real tough. I think he got um, tagged on that low score. And again, even with that, that slight risk, I'd rather start him um, than risk A, the ceiling, or oh. B, if he, get, you know, if he goes on fire, then you trade him in. And then if he does get injured, it's like, oh, well, that sucks. Did you and see, the, though, that they, they tried tagging him? And then he just moved up to the wing and did the same thing from the wing instead. Like he's that I think Geelong do the best in terms of freeing their players up rather than any other club. They have contingency plan to contingency plan. If they're going to lock down him, I'm going to move this here and I'm going. They will do it straight away. The coaching there is is second to none in terms of game match day coaching. I just I've never I don't see other coaches doing that. They already have plans in place for what happens there. 
He moves up to a wing and then they can't tag him on the wing. So what are they going to do? They're going to send the, the winger to tag the winger. It just doesn't work. And they've still got the spare behind the ball. It's just it, that it, that it's just set there up here and everyone else is down here. Um, and I just think that Stuart, for that reason, is just he's kind of a no-brainer pick at that point. There's no question marks on his role. He's still going to be doing it. He's had the first uh, ever like, preseason where he's just completely run through it without an actual issue at all. Yeah, it's, it's really hard to I not. I remember he hasn't I, actually I think been in the system in... that long. It's not like he's one of these guys who, yeah, he's, you know, older than your normal, um, like, yeah, I think it's because people think, oh, yeah, yeah he's aged and stuff like that. But has he been in the system like six years? Uh, so um, what's he now? 20, I think he's 29. 29. 29. 29. But, you know, he's only, you know, six, it might be six years. It might be the seventh year. Something like that, maybe the eight. Yeah, because he was but, a mature age recruit but, originally. But yeah, yeah, that's right. It's not like he was there at eighteen. This is his tenth, eleventh, twelfth season, and that. So, yeah, it's like like Dan's of, like at his peak mature right now. Mature with age. Yeah, you kind of look at him as more that sort of twenty-six-year-old sort of peaking right now. The, the amount of games that he's played and, and that. So, and because of those high scores, especially against like lower end teams, and we we saw those big games last year like at home against the Crows. Um, I think there was another one against Frio. I don't want to be trying to work out how to get him in when they play Adelaide sort of round eight down at down at uh, Geelong. And that I think nah. that's the sort of game where he, you know, he does go massive. And yeah, though the, there will probably be a few other games where, yeah, he'll go 90s and he probably does. He might drop down to that for the 560, The problem is you need to, like people last year, and, and that was the debate, were like, oh, you know, he might not be tracking so well. We'll go this player or that player. Or the other problem is he does, you know, drop down, you know, three or four rounds in, but we're not ready to upgrade yet. And then if he goes, say, big against a West Coast and a big against an Adelaide and that, you've missed out. And, and so I, I think it's a bit of FOMO there where I think, yeah, you, you probably, it's hard not to be on him and that's why he's so highly owned at the moment. And he also and, averaged 107.6 the, the year before. So when you're talking about two years running, as far as a defender, he has the best average over a two-year period. Uh, and secondly, he actually dropped, I think it was about 3% in uh, time on ground, probably because of the you know, the knockouts and the rest of it. Um, generally around 85% sort of CBA players drop down to like eight, 82s, right? So I think there is definitely that sort of 2 to 3% um increase as far as you know what he has been able to sort of put out as well and obviously there's a monopoly on the kickouts too so he doesn't take every single one of them but he's the he's the primary kickout taker so that helps um, and and what i've noticed as well is that if he's not the guy that gets the kick out he's the guy that kicked too short in the pocket and then he gets a kick anyway um so yeah he's he's just telling up and he's just got to the point where i think you know if and like you said before in losses, he actually averaged more because the ball's actually down there. So when they, you know, when when Geelong are first in clearances, first in everything, you know, basically they, they were first in inside fifties, etc. They had the most forward share of the ball for any team in the comp. So he's just able to sit back there and just pick off whatever he wants. Literally, the ball comes back and he's just like, oh, "I'll just take this." No one's ever on him, so he just takes it out. And they're not going to be um, better than last year, like they're not keeping. No, but I do think that they're that. sort of. I think they're still top four, though. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I don't think, yeah, so that might be an extra two or three losses along the way there, which then potentially brings Could, his, could actually know, improve, improve yeah, his improve average, yeah. yeah. And, again, it's 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 all coaching, to be honest. Like, 
I, I just, I really rate. Is it, I rate the Chris, guys of Chris Scott. I, I rate him, and that, uh, you know, it's even as bad as watching him, like with that whole press situation, that he was so far the best player on the ground that day. It wasn't funny. Yeah. See, Chris, um, July actually spread their kickouts a little bit more than some other teams. Now, uh, Mitch Duncan had 40, and I think there's rumours he might even change to a different role. I think now with Selwood and stuff gone as well, so it could free up a little bit. Um, so uh, Tui and Stuart both had similarly. So, you know, Tui, did Tui go back to Ireland, or is he still is he, he's still there? I think he's still there, although he's after still winning there. a premiership, who he's knows? Um, but again, Tui's getting older as well. Well, Tui's getting older too, so is he going to get a, a, a major share? And then again, Isaac Smith got 20. Um, as, which is a fair decent amount because I think Stuart got 65 for the year. So there's definitely, they spread there's a little more than some others. Um, but I still think, you know, two is probably getting a bit older. Duncan maybe a different role. And even Isaac Smith, maybe a slightly different role with some of, you know, Selwood and some of these other changes they might make. So Stuart might Surely Isaac Smith's done. <laughs> He's won enough. How many champions, how many premierships has he won? Four? Four-time premiership player. Wow, gosh. Sounds like a Brisbane Lions player from the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> Except not because it was maximum. Yeah, no. correct. Um, <laughs> all right, so I'm going to go into sort of the um, mid-tier breakout, mid-price options. Um, so I, I break it down to these three guys, and then there's a, a few guys that you could argue about. Don't get me wrong. There are guys like Cameron, Dangerfield, Hawkins, Guthrie. They're all sort of around the mark. I just don't think they're standing relevant at all. I think they're more draft relevant. So I'm not going to touch on them right now. First one I'm going to touch on is Tom Atkins. So 461K defender mid. Um, now, I'll link this in with Jack Bowes, a 277K defender. And the reason is, so Selwood's gone. How are they filling that role? So the, the, the likely scenario is they brought Bowes in. He's going to play a little bit of mixture of halfback and on the ball. Atkins may get more time on the ball, but still also play a little bit of halfback as well. And I think that they probably will play and switch um, their roles, and we'll have to see how that measures. Unfortunately, for that reason, at, at his price, uh, 461K, I'm not sure that you could select him wholeheartedly right now going, yep, Tom Atkins is going to be a premium breakout contender, um, but there's a chance. There's a chance that he gets bulk minutes inside and turns into an absolute premium defender. So watch him because it could actually happen. I'm not not saying it will, but it could happen. Um, and in saying that, obviously we've got Jack Bowes there, 277K. Um, apparently hasn't missed a single session of training this entire time. And we were worried about the fact that there was it was cricket. Lack of coverage. Jack Bowes Lack of coverage for sure. Yeah. So and it um, was. Duncan averages more than Atkins this year, Chris. <laughs> oh man, I will take that. I'll take okay, it. You know what? I'll I'll tell you a bit about Tom Atkins there and I'm trying to work out what the, what the reasons were because he, he went on an absolute heater there um, in a six-week period after the bye. Now, I'm not too sure about the West Coast-Richmond game with the 103-99, but the next four games were 98, 119, 80, and 117. Direct correlation with um, Stuart being out. So, yeah. and you look at the rest of his scores and they're all around that 70 mark, 75. So if Stuart, for whatever was re- missing, uh, if, what it, if Stuart went down for the year... Atkins, what, what? bang, jump on. But Atkins, yeah, he's he's scoring and he's was de- directly linked with that role that he had. Yeah, what round was it? 
Yeah, um, I don't know about the two straight after the buy, but definitely um, Atkins. Where the hell is it done now? The two straight after the buy, he had 83 and 77% CBOs. And before so, he was playing, the buys, so somebody obviously was missing in the midfield. And that because after what, what happened with his. Um, and what, what well, he started off that? with Buckle. Yeah, what, what happened around 16, 17, 18, and 19? Because he was part um, of that. So, after the buy, he pretty much had – he kept CBAs a lot after the buy. So he had bugger all before the buy two rounds before. He went uh, three rounds before, 29%. Two rounds before, 73, 73. After the buy, 83, 77. And then he went 54 to 60, pretty much okay, between so 54 they, to 60. The did they way. move Mitch Duncan to cover Stewart's role? And then they probably put in the midfield then. Yeah, it looks and like then, he went when Stewart and came back. Duncan so am I right in saying that if he gets midfield role, then he might be actually a shout? Yeah, potentially. Okay. Thank meaning. you very much for for that elongated way of saying that Chris is right. I expect that. Thank Hang you. Hang on. Okay. Well, I was just no, trying to work out exactly fine. why. It's fine. Because there was a six no, week period through. where he dominated. And that's really, you know, boosted his average compared to. No, I just watched the games, bro. I didn't yeah. have the numbers like you. Yeah, well, I just watched them. Yeah, I know. Okay, so. awesome. <laughs> awesome in that period. Just trying Some to work out who was in- missing. Now, that's the thing. Now, with Selwood missing. Is that yes. he's now? No, nah, but and there's and look. So I suppose the big thing that we don't know is really. So what is happening with Selwood's role? What's happening with their midfield? How much midfield is Danger playing? How many games is Danger playing? Danger only played what fifteen regular season games last year. Um, so what's their midfield mix? Because you also got Max Holmes. So Max Holmes at three sixty k mid. He's the other one I want to touch on. Um, obviously, he was actually listed as uh, I think it was Champion Data's. Um, number one winger of the year. So huge talent. Rumoured to have a little bit more time inside this year. How much, I'm not sure. Um, and so for that reason, is is very much an unknown entity at this point. Um, and again, can't jump until you see it. So something on a preseason watch for sure. Um, but yeah, Max Holmes is, is a guy that you could obviously look at and see before making a decision on. Do I think he's the same echelon is in, I suppose, super coach realm, mid-prices in the midfield as, say, a, a Hopper or a Sheed. No, not at this point. But one to watch, surely. I'm not writing him off completely. And this is something I want to keep an eye on. Yeah, interesting. Holmes definitely didn't have too many CBAs throughout the year. And there were two no. games he did have uh, more CBAs, close to sort of 47 50%. Uh, one of those games he got 18 and the other 62. So, <laughs> um, uh, But I do hear what you're saying. He is definitely highly touted. Uh, I think had a couple of really good games in the back end of the season. So finished off with an 86, 101, 91 and 100 for those last four games. Definitely did do extremely well for those. Nice. Now I'll, go, I'll jump into the rookies. Now there's, I do think that they will be blooding some rookies this year. They, they have been sort of in and out of these rookies anyway. Now, the problem with Geelong is going to be always he, these rookies might get games, but sub-risk huge, all right? So just just be aware of that before. Um, so Dempsey is obviously one that we were all aware of last year. He's 148K forward. I see him getting some more games this year. Um, Nevitt and Neil are two that have been absolutely lighting up the track. So Nevitt's 140K mid. Potential for a wing role. They've been floating as well as Neil, and they're sort of, uh, fighting against each other for that role. Obviously, we've already talked about Jai Clark. He's 175k mid. I do think that he's the one that does play some games this year at some point. I don't think it's round one, but I think that at some point he sort of transitions and gets a little uh, some game time. And the other one is a rookie price, but not a rookie. 
Radigalia is actually 174k ruck forward now because he didn't play pretty much all last year. But he's actually been playing fullback um, for them. So complete role shift. Now he won't get the the the, the um, super coach DPP. Yep. DPP because he's already a DPP in ruck forward. So he won't get the defense. Two um, And you can only have two. Yeah. Um, but he's been playing fullback. Now that could mean a higher score. That could mean one to watch as well. Now I'm not sure if that means that he's actually going to be in the starting team, like round one. But injuries could happen, whatever that may be, and he could get some time there. So one to watch could be a downgrade option. Um, do you guys have anything else to add from those guys? Or I mean, they're all guys that we've known for. There's there's nothing really outside of Clark that I'd say is any interesting from Geelong this year. Oh, so no, probably I eleven percent at the moment. Um, I think that's, people think wow, that's high. High. I think it's because the rumours because Hawkins and Cameron are most likely to both miss round one. But as you yep. said, he's he's the one that's most likely if he's going to play as playing defence. Unless people are thinking maybe get swung forward for that for that game or how many games Hawkins misses at the start. Um, no, Hawkins I think it, Henry Henry's the biggest. Yeah, um, that's where it's benefit. More benefit for that where Hawkins I think is injury where Cameron potential birth of a bub so um, that's why he's looking like a missing round one but yeah as yeah. you said radically you're training all down the defense and that it, I, I can see people looking for that def, uh, bench option for the ruck um, but yeah it's a bit to spend there for a guy who we haven't seen if it got confirmed he was playing you know through that preseason well maybe but I think it is a lot to spend I agree with Chris Enswiss. I'd be coughing up my guts too if I put Radaglia on my bench for 174,000. <laughs> um, if anything, it has to be like uh, F6, and I don't think he's good enough as a as a full like a key defender. Generally, not a huge scorer, and we've already spoken no. about that. Geelong don't generally lose too many games, so what's he going to do? Fist it down to Stewart, who's going to rack it up. Like they they don't get too much ball or scored against there. So I think look, it's a great option. Maybe if you want a guy who's maybe. Yeah, in that best 22, but I don't think he's going to score for the price you get. I could be surprised, um, but I think there's definitely one to watch. Uh, Henry apparently tailing up, but again, tied in with possibly some of those other players um, missing games. Um, so I think it's and- completely SE irrelevant, Henry. 277k forward. Oh, too high. Too high for that. But, don't um, even bother. And- and the other thing to note as well is that yes, you had like Nevitt and um, you know Dempsey and for these other players like so Neil, um, so yep. you know training on the wing or try a few to positions. But the, their coaching staff did say you know it was that type of that time of the preseason where they were quite willing to flip and switch and test out some players in some different roles, give them some exposure and see if it works, if it fits, if they develop more than you know they were in other areas. So. And even I think with um, with Bose, I think they even said, you know, well, hey, let's you know try mix you into here and a bit of there. And uh, Clark, I think as well, was you know some midfield and change it up. So I think Geelong's really quite flexible uh, as far uh, as that part. One hundred percent Geelong, and this is a thing with Geelong. They train people in multiple roles all the time, and the, part of that reason is because they they do play people. They, they never have one position for a single player. You know, their ruckman plays in half back. Both of them do, you know that that's just that's just what Geelong do. They have to play multiple positions so that they have the flexibility around the park. Stewart played half back and wing, you know he wasn't playing just the one role, and that is the thing that is with all of the Geelong players. Cameron was playing on the ball and full forward. What the, yeah, who decided that was the best move of the year? Because it was, yeah. holy, 
Yeah, yeah. Cam- and Cameron had some CBAs as well. I mean, you had Blake Harves playing 100 roles, um, Dangerfield playing a couple of mix of roles. Um, yeah, Stanley even mixed it up to then free up. Yeah, Blake Harves. So it's kind of like when what, Stanley better, better. plays centre half back, I go, Yeah. What is happening? And he played it well. And yeah, I was and like, Mac- Max Swan's um, paying attention, but it's kind of like um, Bevo 2.0, except a system that works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instead, right. of, you know, yeah. instead of killing your team. But Absolutely. yeah, look. I don't have too much to say outside of that for Geelong. I do think Dangerfield's a slight smoky for four hundred and fifty thousand. I've got um, him on my draft smokies. Like I, I don't know what he does. Well, honestly, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you how many games he played. Yeah, couldn't well, tell you where he's going to play. Like, where would you pick him up though? Eighty three average. Where would you be picking up a Dangerfield in a draft league? I don't as know a mid? because I I want my draft guys playing as much as possible. That I just not seventy three percent of games. They manage him. <laughs> yeah, he missed twenty seven percent of the last three years, um, and he never plays the last couple of rounds. But apparently, he's fit and he's been doing a lot of the preseason. Yeah, so he's going to miss the grand final. That's what he's going to do. Well, it depends when you draft. He's grand not final playing the grand as well, final, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly yeah. right. And he, he's not playing you know the, the draft um, grand final. Can we talk about the? Have you mentioned the, the real draft, Smokey Sam Menegola? Oh, come on! How is? Well, <laughs> he's I been think Duncan's a bit smoky of a smoky. No, no, he's been relevant for seven years. Kind no, of. Like with Selwood going out of that, and we're talking about some aging list, does he get more? But like, he's probably playing off the half forward flank, but we know what he's Where he is do. he? Where is he? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even find Menegola. Nah. Here he is. Okay. Right. 344,000. Definitely a good shake. He's averaged, what, 100 a few times now. Yeah. And the year before, um, he had like 90 in 2000 and 2021, it was 90. The year before that was 107. So. I'm not simply saying he's going to go, you know, standard relevant, but as somebody as a, you know, a dra- as a draft smoky. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I think he, I'd pick him up as a ninety. I think in a draft league, I'd be. Oh, oh no, 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 Sorry, I meant, as I meant as in he could probably go around 90, well, not could. pick him up at a 90. Yeah, I mean, no, um, yeah, you wouldn't be picking him at 90 because there's a lot no. of other values exactly. options. <laughs> so other, other guys in draft, obviously, you want to look at is probably Guthrie because he's probably going to average again more than McCluggage, so that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of which, right, and I know I'm an easy target. Even today, I had a look in the GW, like, you know, side note quickly, GWS had, you know, Green did well and um, Callahan did well and, you know, Cornelia did well and all these things. And that had it said Josh Kelly in the write-up saying, you know, Cornelia and Kelly did well. So I was like, hey, like, big tick, Green, big tick, uh, Callahan, big tick, Cogs. And then someone's like, big tick, um, Kelly. And I was like, oh. <laughs> I was so like, bad. I commented, I was like, never, like, never everyone again. knows. It just, if it's you listening to this podcast, you, yeah, it triggered me a little bit. Bloody putting up Josh Kelly or Jelly Matt Grimstone, bloody Jelly um, Gibbs. Now, someone who might slide because of his late start to the season is Hawkins. So he could be one to get on just because obviously um, everyone knows what Hawkins can do in Supercoach, but he's obviously not going to start. What? How long is he off for the first two, three weeks? No, what? certainly for round one. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm going there for a 35 year old this year. Like, I don't know. I'm probably passing on Hawkins in a draft. If he goes under 90, maybe like 88, I might kind of grab Hawkins. 
but I'm kind of biased. I've passed on him a couple of times and he's slowly but surely been decreasing in average and I'll just let someone else take him. He's my favourite player to jump on in standard when they've got a run of gamers at Geelong because yeah, even yeah. last year again, it's just like, you know, he gets down there and just dominates. <laughs> Well, that's because Geelong just dominate down there. Dominate right? there too. And they they just play low-rent teams down there. That's why. Then that's the anyway. other thing too. <laughs> um, what about um, Tanner Braun? You guys, you're thinking no, in draft no. or any keeper leagues? You think I, any relevancy? Don't even know if he's going to be best 22. I don't even think he is, to be honest. Um, I, I'm, I'm surprised by the trade. Like I understand from Geelong's point of view, they want to get talent into the club. Totally get it. But there's not really a role from him from the get-go. So what's the... What what did he see? What did he just want to go home? He just want to get out of GWS. That's all I can see because he's not going to get game time like he was at GWS down Geelong. Not going to happen. I guess get paid, get paid to be happy. He's going to, you know what? He's going to be cheaper next year because he's going to be the sub so many times. That's what he's going to be. Quick question: Zach Tui, ninety point five average. And he was only 2.7 points different to the year before that. How is he still chipping away at an 88 to 90 average? Like, are you are you banking on him? In, like, I'd probably short that stock this year. I can't see him going 90 or even 88 and above this year. Maybe. It's still Geelong, man. They do whatever they want. He's 33. I don't know if he's going to yeah, be yeah. kicking on maybe like 85 so. or low 80s. I think I think someone else is improving. I think Zach Tui I'd be avoiding in draft 100%, like the plague. Fair enough. I get it. Would you, would, you, much, would you pick up Zach uh, Tui? Yeah, would you pick up Zach Tui? Surely not. No. Chris? No. Same, yeah, exactly. So don't say fair enough. Jump on board. I think a couple of years ago, he, I, I had him, I picked him up, and then he averaged like 77. I was like. Yeah, he's gone well for a couple of years, but probably, again, in line with the kickouts, um, I, I see something changing. He can't just keep telling up at the relevancy. That's it, Geelong. Relevance. Nice and easy, hey? Look at that. That's it. The premiership team, nice and easy. Nothing to be spoken about. No SC <laughs> rele- no standard relevance outside of, what, two people, three people? That is unfortunate. But, yeah, I mean, the, the rookies are eh, and the premium, there's one. So, like, yeah, it is what it is. Um, Chris, where would you pick Dangerfield on average? In draft. Final oh. question. Swiss, Swiss just towed me off and said, oh, I don't pick people that don't play Eight, more than 75% of games. 85 that's all. Oh, no, not, no. I'll go not. To Dangerfield. He could also if get my eligibility. Mid, if he's my last mid, then I'll grab him. At what, 90 or 95? What'd you say? If he's my last mid, doesn't matter what it is. No, it could no. be. What, what's, he gonna, what's he going to average? What's he going to average? Somewhere between, oh, no. Nah, 85 to 90, I reckon he averages. Oh, so low, boys. You're so low for Dangerfield. He could also be forward eligible as well. If he's forward if he eligible, he's not averaging that well, is he? Exactly. Uh, right. he'll, get 90, he'll get 90 plus wherever he plays. He could go off the bench. Mate, he, could go the he's still not he could play in the ruck. With he Hawk could play in the ruck and be 90 plus with in draft. Hawkins and Cameron Jump. out, he's probably playing full forward round one. Yeah, yeah probably gets 100 true. like he did against, was it, who was it against? Was it Richmond? No, it, it was, was one Hawthorne time. game. Hawthorne game would kick five goal six because he can't kick a set shot. That one, hey, five. You have eleven shots, mate. Doesn't matter. Five, five is in as a winner. You, you, you try and pick up someone eleven times, and five times it counts. It's fine. <laughs> All right, I think that pretty much wraps us up. No, you don't wrap it up. I wrap it up. <laughs> you wrap it up. You wrap it up. You lock it up. All right, that's it from us for Geelong, uh, the Premiership team. I hope you've stayed along, M, because I um, don't think anyone else has stayed along for the last minute. Um, moving on to the other G's, the homie G's, the Gold Coast and GWS. I think GWS will be the most popular one for the season. So that's it. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, you guys.
The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. 